Hey, it's the Mark Butler Show, episode 60. Over the last couple of months behind the scenes, I've been teaching new classes and doing some Q&As with brand new business owners, mostly brand new life coaches, some more experienced business owners, but uh, a lot of people who've just recently become life coaches. My wife has recently gone through that process and she has some friends who've done the same thing. So I've been teaching some of these classes and mostly using my experience as a bookkeeper and as a CFO to give these newer business owners insights into when you're new, what do you need to be measuring, how do you need to be tracking things, how do you need to be thinking about each major area of your business, where could you, where could you and should you be spending some money right now, and it's been fun. I love working with new business owners. I love my business with experienced and highly successful business owners, and this has been a fun addition to my my work week. So this this week for the podcast episode, I wanted to share with you roughly the first 15 minutes of the class I did last night where I talked to my class members about here's how you want to be thinking about whether to hire other people to do work in your business, whether to do the work yourself, or whether you should be hiring a coach to guide you through the process of doing the work yourself. So I wanted to share the first 15 minutes of this class and um, if if this is something you'd like to be a part of, by the way, shoot me an email, mark at markbutler.com. We've got a small group, but it's a fun group. We'd love to have you. And uh, send me an email, and I will get you onto the list of people who get updates about the class. But for now, listen to these first 15 minutes of last night's class for new business owners. Have a great week, and I will talk to you next Friday. So if you've been to previous classes or if you've watched previous class recordings, you know that it's all about the profit model. And, um, it's funny because I, I came up with the profit model just as a way to describe what we do in business. But I, in doing that, wasn't thinking I hadn't yet gone out in the world and and really had a chance to prove to myself that this really does apply to kind of any, every way that anybody teaches business or talks about business, it's going to fit into the profit model. Today, I was watching a recording of my client Stacy Smith's uh, trainings that she's doing right now as part of launching her 2K for 2K program. And I was loving her training. I think she's brilliant and fantastic. And as she was going through her training, I was ticking the boxes. I was like, yep, there it is, positioning. Yep, there it is, contacting. Yep, there it is, building trust, making offers. The pieces are all here. The other day I was talking to one of you or more than one of you and saying, Everything we do in business, it's kind of like Mexican food. There's some beans, there's some rice, there's going to be maybe some chicken, pork, or beef, probably a tortilla, going to be some sort of salsa. It's all Mexican food, but it might be called a burrito, it might be called a taco, all the same ingredients, sometimes different names. So when we're dealing with the profit model, and when you're out there learning from other teachers or getting a different perspective on this, I love what other people are teaching. I love how they're teaching it. I was eating up what Stacy was saying today in her training. I thought it was so fantastic. And as you're doing that, what I want you to do is filter what you're learning, filter what people are sharing with you through the profit model. Not because the profit model is right, but because it gives you a reference point that you can always come back to. Okay, this coach is trying to teach me something about sales or about marketing or about product creation or whatever it is. Bring it back to the profit model because it's your reference point That helps you to understand what is this coach trying to give me? What is this coach trying to solve for me? And how is she trying to do it? So that as you're comparing program to program, opportunity to opportunity, 
you're able to say, ah, okay, so her approach to positioning is this. Her approach to contacting is that. You're running these things through the filter so that you can make clear decisions about, am I going to hire somebody else to do this for me? Am I going to hire a coach to guide me through the process? Or am I going to buy an ebook or watch a video series to teach it to myself? Okay. I wanted to talk a little bit about that tonight because I have been having more and more conversations with you in this group. And I know where a lot of you are getting stuck. One of the places where you're getting stuck is in my business, I'm trying to figure out where to spend my time, where to spend my money. I've got friends who are kind of starting similar businesses or they have similar businesses. I hear that they're doing X and Y and Z and should I be doing X and Y and Z? Am I falling behind? What do I need to do here? Of course, my first message is always going to be slow down, relax. Everything's going to be fine. I keep, I keep kind of laughing at myself because especially when I watch my clients who are all, you know, hyper successful, of course, and in terms of revenue and stuff, I mean, far beyond me, but I kind of laugh because they all talk about big action, massive action, let's go, let's do it, let's set huge goals. And I was talking to Kate today, my wife, and I was like, I literally cannot think of ever having set a goal and achieved it in business once ever. She's like, no, you totally have a goal of not quitting. <laughs> and I was like, I do. I have a goal to just keep showing up and doing the work. And it's going pretty well. It's not a million-dollar business. It's not a $5 million business or a $10 million business, but it's a great business. So I kind of have been thinking maybe part of the Mark Butler brand is like, I'm the guy who does everything wrong, but it works. I'm a guy who, like when people are like, let's have a contest, let's have a challenge. I'm like, eh, I'm good. I think I'm just going to do this. And it's not that I'm never stressed or I'm never worried or I'm never like, it's not that I never feel behind or I never feel envy of other business owners. I'm human. I feel all of those things. But at the end of the day, I find myself thinking, this is pretty great. I really like this. And I still don't really want to jump in anybody's challenges or contests. I'm okay. I'm okay. So as you're trying to figure out what do I do next, I always want you to come back to the profit model and figure out what problem am I solving today? When I'm looking at the profit model, do I have, uh, do I have a shortage of contacts? Do I have no idea how to even meet strangers in hope of turning them into contacts? Um, for example, maybe this is the part. You can see the highlighted part on the screen. Do I, am I stuck in the turning strangers into contacts phase? If I am, then I can go explore my options for, do I hire someone to go get me some strangers and turn them into contacts in the form of maybe a Facebook marketer? Do I hire a coach to teach me how to, how to put myself in situations where I can meet new people and invite them to become prospects? That's what my client Stacy was talking about in her training today, which I thought was great. Um, is this the phase I'm stuck in? Or am I stuck in the phase where I'm trying to turn contacts into prospects? Do I know how to create content that resonates with an audience? Do I know how to share my story in a way that, yes, is my story, but gets my prospect to realize that I'm speaking to her and that I understand her and that I can help her? Is that the thing I'm stuck on? Do I need to hire a copywriter to create that content for me? Or do I need to hire a coach to 
guide me through how that's done? Or do I want to read some books about copywriting and figure it out myself? Do I know how to create an offer and turn a prospect into a customer? Do I know how to structure that offer? Do I know how to pitch it? Do I know how to price it? This is one, honestly, that I don't know how you would outsource. I mean, I guess you could hire a coach and you could just have the coach tell you, here's what you're going to do. Here's what you're going to sell. Here's how you're going to price it. Say it this way. You could do that. And that could work great. Or are you the kind of person who just wants to put yourself in the position to experiment with these things and sort of fumble through it on your own? Do you know how to deliver a great customer experience? Is that the bottleneck in your business right now? Do you have a lot of customers and you're trying to figure out how to turn those customers into evangelists? In this group right now, I don't think we have the problem of having a lot of customers and not knowing quite how to give them an amazing experience. I think in this group at the moment, our main focus is how do I meet a lot of strangers and how do I turn them into contacts? As you're deciding the best way to approach this, here's what I want you to think about. Do I have more time available to spend in my business right now? Or do I have more money available to spend in my business right now? If I have more time, it might be my best bet to buy some books, maybe some inexpensive courses and fumble through on my own. If I have plenty of money and I feel like I want to accelerate a little bit, then maybe I hire a coach to do, not to do the work for me, but to maybe guide me a little more directly through it and say, here's what I really think you should try. Try it this way. Try it that way. Let's get moving. Here's the truth. At the stage of business that most of us in this group are in right now, I'm not a huge fan of paying other people to do the work for you. For example, right now, if one of you were to come to me and say, I want to hire a Facebook ad specialist to set up my Facebook ads and run my Facebook ads for me. I would say, I don't think it's great yet, even if you have unlimited funds to throw at that. And the reason I don't like that for us in this phase of our businesses is that if we hire someone to do that work for us, we're putting the learning at arm's length. Instead of being in the trenches and being able to learn and to fail and learn from the failure, we're giving it over to somebody that is supposed to figure it out for us. The biggest problem with that is if it's then not working, we don't know if it's not working because of our positioning and our messaging and our approach, or if it's that we've hired a contractor who doesn't know what they're doing. If we give ourselves a chance to at least work with a coach to learn some of this on our own, develop some of the skills on our own, then we become a more intelligent and confident hirer or buyer of services. So we can at least say, if I'm going to go the Facebook ads route, I've run some Facebook ads. You, you'd be able to say, I've run some Facebook ads. They worked okay. I at least have a working knowledge of how this thing is supposed to work. So that when your Facebook ads contract, contractor comes to you and says, we're doing our part, but it's not working out, you at least can sort of sanity check that and say, you know what, actually, I don't think you're really doing the job. Or you'd be able to agree with them and say, yeah, let's, let's try something totally different. In the early days, I think there's so much benefit to being patient and to sort of fumbling through on your own so that you develop some of the skills so that you become an effective buyer of services and manager of service providers later. I would, in the early days, 
spend some time trying to figure out your own website. I would in the early days try to write your own copy, maybe under the guidance of a goat, a coach, but I would try a lot of that on your own because it will make you a more, it'll just make you more confident and competent later. I tend to uh, skew toward doing things myself, sometimes to my detriment, but it's made it so that I'm in a situation where when my clients come to me and they'll say, my Facebook provider is saying this, I haven't done Facebook ads, but I've dealt with all my Facebook ads, uh, my clients, Facebook contractors. And I can say, no, that's what they're saying is weak. Go back to them, tell them they need to work. They need to figure out this, that, and the other. They at least need to try it. If my clients come to me and say they're talking to a web designer or a WordPress developer, and the WordPress developer is saying that X, Y, and Z is impossible, I know enough about WordPress that I can say, we need a new developer. That's not true. But it's only because I've been willing to fumble through those things on my own over the years enough. I don't like it when I see newer business owners who feel stuck in knowing what to do, and then they get the courage up to actually hire someone to do something for them. And now they've piled their self-doubt and uncertainty around hiring this someone and whether they should even be doing what they're doing. Now they have the added doubt of, are they even doing it right? And these things can compound and kind of spiral on you. So in the early days, I would educate yourself as much as possible. Try as many things as possible. Being as patient as possible. And when you have the funds and you feel like, I'm okay with spending some money, yeah, get the guidance of a coach. But the one thing you don't want to do is throw time or money at projects because you feel like everybody else is doing it and you feel behind. That's a recipe for wasting your time and wasting your money. My last thought on that, by the way, because I, you know, through Kate and through you and my conversations with you, um, I hear some of the chatter that goes on behind the scenes. And I know that some of you feel pressure to do things because other people are doing them in your business. And what I want to say to you about that is, Stop asking your peers what they're doing and start asking your peers why they are doing it. You may find that when you ask them that, they don't have a good answer for why they're doing it. You may find that the reason they're doing it is because they're scared too and they don't want to feel behind. So they're just scrambling and throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks. It's okay if that's why they're doing it, but you need to make sure that if you're copying them, you like their reasons for doing it. If they can't give you a good reason for why, then don't do what they're doing. Figure out your own good reasons. All right, that's my soapbox for the week. Let's get to some, let's get to some Q&A and some conversation. Who's got something for me? Who's brave first? All right, so that's it. That's 15 minutes of my class with new life coaches last night. I realized as I was reviewing the recording that I mentioned the idea of the profit model. The profit model is a framework that I've, I've come up with to help these beginners, to help these newer up-and-coming business owners think about where to invest their resources, where to spend their time, how to track the work they're doing and the results they're getting. I do it all inside this, this framework that I'm calling the profit model. So if you'd like to learn about the profit model, if you'd like to see the recordings of the classes where I introduce the concept, again, shoot me an email, mark at markbutler.com. I'll send you those recordings. I'll add you to the list of people attending those classes, and it'll be great. I will talk to you in just one week.